Father, we just exalt you in this place. Nothing else matters but you. And you are worthy, God. We thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you. Father, I thank you for the hearts of people that would come together to lift you up. That would come together. And Lord, the the weather doesn't bother us. The sound of sounds of life running around. Man, God, sickness, disease, plague, on and on and on, none of it separates us from your love. And we come together in this place to simply encounter that. Father, we thank you for showing up as you always do. You're just so good. And so we give you honor. We give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' name. In the name of your Son, amen and amen. Man, he's good, amen? Yeah? <clears throat> Woo! That was a hot one. <laughs> Let's give the Lord some praise, man. Yeah, he's so good, man. I, I I love it. You know, I woke up this morning, I couldn't hardly talk. And then uh, here we are. So sorry you get to listen to me again today. Sorry. <laughs> he's good, amen? Man, I love the way he works. And I love the way he works when it goes opposite of what we think. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's good stuff. I love it. Whew, are you good this morning? Yeah? Are you feel better now? Yeah? Man. Such a, uh, I don't know, um, <clears throat> you know, it's always for us up here, you know, we, we never know like what we're experiencing, out, what you're experiencing out there, so to speak. And sometimes on the worship team, we can tend to get lost in our, in our own space, in our moment. And, um, you know, uh, that's okay. It happens, right? But I don't know. We were talking last week. Last week kind of scared me a little bit. You know that good fear that you have? You know that good scared? Anybody else have that? You know, like, oh, man, this is going to be so good. Like like a, a new roller coaster. How many of y'all are roller coaster fans? I was going to say, Roger, you better put your hand up, man. Come on. You never, you ever, I remember, I remember when um, um, at Astroworld, how many of y'all remember Astroworld? Oh, man, such a shame that they don't do us another park around here, right? Man, I remember when Grace Lightning came in. Oh, man, we looked at that thing, and it was uh, like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great, but it's going to scare the fire out of us, and man, it sure did. <laughs> it was so scary, but it was good. And that's the way I felt last Sunday. I, was, I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, it was really powerful. And I know some of us guys were hanging out and just talking up here afterwards uh, who were out here. And um, they were just talking about what they were experiencing. I, there was a moment where I blacked out somewhere. And I don't actually, I know I, was, I kept playing and singing because I kind of, 
I don't know, came to her, and I'm, and I'm sitting there singing. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> and I don't really know what happened. Uh, somebody said that they felt like out here, it seemed like the floor was pulsating. And it was just, there was a lot of things like that last week. And uh, it was so cool. For me, this week, I, I really just, just felt like, um, I remember it used to always be so cool at my grandparents' house for Thanksgiving. Uh, my grandpa, we call him Papa. He had to sit at the head of the table, right? And it was just so cool to be there. And I remember, as, since I'm the oldest, I'm the first, right? I get the pr- first honors and privileges. That meant I got to sit beside him. Uh, I remember that. It was a big deal. He's like, no, 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 Chris is sitting here next to me. Leave that. And I remember him getting me a, he, he would give me a turkey leg. We always had to cook two turkeys at Thanksgiving because there's so many people. And I got a turkey leg, me and him. He said, nobody touch anything until Chris and, and I get our turkey legs. I'm like, wow. And that's where I felt this morning. I felt like I'm in the middle of this, just this, this special time where, um, where I'm just at the table with dad. I don't know what you felt. I, I, I hope you had a pretty cool encounter this morning. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, anyway, man, I'm, I'm really seriously a little, little off at the moment, but that's okay, right? No jokes. I know I'm off all the time. Ronnie, look at you, Ronnie. Man. Yeah, John didn't even have to blink. Ronnie's got it covered, man. Look at that. All right. So we have a lot coming, coming up and going on. And um, I'm excited about, uh, we keep talking about the future. And, you know, we, we really felt, Raquel and I really felt is that Matt and Des coming uh, a couple of weeks ago, was going to be the thing that pushed us into the next uh, step or next transition. And I really believe that come January uh, is where you're going to see and experience a whole lot of jump. I think in our own personal life right now, um, all the amazing stuff that, that's been going on and then for, then for Matt and Des to come in and, and, and drop some other, some other uh, good nuggets and good stuff on us, uh, and a lot that happened, I believe that that's going to sink in as we get through these holidays and these next moments, and then boom, it's going to hit. And so I'm excited about January and see what's going to happen um, with all of you, a bunch of crazy people. So stuff that's coming up between now and then, um, we have our Christmas party on the 13th uh, at 6 p.m., Bring a white elephant gift. Uh, there's a $15, I don't know if that's a limit or a minimum, but 15 bucks. So anyway, there's a, a sign-up sheet uh, for the food out in the foyer. Um, so if you've got any questions on that, just, just holler at Raquel, ask her. Um, so, you know, I've been bragging a couple of weeks now on Josiah and, and the videos and all that. And, and, you know, he's doing an amazing service for us um, the other day. I knew that this was going to happen. I knew it was in the works, but I kind of had put it on the backside of my mind, you know? And then I get this email, and it's from Apple. And it has our logo on it. And it says, your podcast has been approved for Apple Podcasts. Yeah. So now when you go to the, the you know, Apple's a big deal, man. You know what I mean? That's, that's big time. And uh, at least that's the way I feel about it. Now I look on my phone and there's our logo right beside Chris Valentin's podcast and Bethel's podcast and, you know, Matt and Dez's. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean, oh, hey, look at us. It's just another step that dad has done in our life, our life. 
Amen? So right now, it is the message that you'll see on YouTube uh, or on the website. It's that message just in audio form. And uh, there's uh, stuff in the works with that. But it's just so cool that now, if you can't watch the video, you can subscribe to the podcast and check it out. Um, Excuse me. And um, there's some things with all of that that are pretty important. Um, Core Church is all about you and your um, movement with the Father. It's not about Raquel and I at all. And so with that said, uh, are we trying to grow to 5,000 people? No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. (laughs) Do I want 1,000 people? Not really, no. I don't want that either. I love to be able to still know everybody's name and have interaction and and all that. So we don't we don't have an amount of people that we're targeting. We just want to encounter the Father in family, business, and the church in our community around us and bring light to those areas. Okay. And I know we're going to expand into other uh, areas as well. But for starters, that's where we're at. Now, the thing about that is that is accomplished by you guys. Right? It's accomplished by us as a team, as a group. And with that said, there's some things that you can do right now to start to help and get yourself out there. And that is, number one, go and sign up, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel um, if you haven't already. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and when, when you, if you watch one of the videos, if you, you know, if I did okay that day, then like it. <laughs> If you want to leave a comment, you know, hey, this was, you know, I was there or something. I don't know. Just leave a comment or something. Start to share them. Um, Facebook, Instagram. How many of y'all have seen all the Instagram stuff and the face? Man, it's good stuff, right? I know a lot of y'all are like Johnny on the spot, man. Sometimes y'all share it before I get to. That's awesome. But if you can, begin to share those, um, you know, so that other people see it. And, um, What happens with that, even with the podcast, if you'll go and subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating, uh, what that does is that builds the platform of of your um, exposure as core church to the world around you. That's what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to reach the world around us. So those are just a few things that you can do, uh, and I would highly encourage you to do that. Um, follow the podcast. If you need to help finding it, uh, you can see myself, Josiah, help you out with that too. Um, and then Angel Tree, um, or the gifts are due on December the 13th. See Marilyn, Lydia, or Sarah for that. Um, there's also, um, this year we're doing something different for Angel Tree. We're not going to do the big party like we normally do, where we bring them in and feed them, and we bring Santa Claus in and all that stuff. Um, we are uh, actually going to have them do a drive-by and pick up their food and their gifts. So we need um, food for the baskets. Something we normally do is provide the food. Uh, so this year, there's a sign-up sheet out in the foyer for Angel Tree for food baskets. Take a look at that. See what you can do. Um, and also, uh, there's gonna, uh, they need some help decorating for Christmas tomorrow. That's Monday uh, between 12 and 5. So if, who's in charge of that? Lydia is right there in the back. All right. So if you need, uh, if you can come and help tomorrow between 12 and 5, there, see Lydia. Um, and then um, what else? Oh, I guess that's on here too. Sorry. Yeah. 
Um, and then after church today, we need a couple of guys, if you can. We need to help get some stuff down out of the attic. So if somebody could see Lydia, we need a couple of guys to get the big Christmas tree and all that stuff down. And um, uh, if y'all could see Lydia for that. So another thing that happened, um, where's Remy? He's down here. Is he listening? Or So Remy uh, had something this morning uh, that he asked about. And uh, so Eric and Rebecca are not here this week. They're, they're uh, seeing your sister in California, right? And uh, so their dog uh, has been being house sit, babysit by uh, dog sit, sorry. All of the above by John and Zoe. Remy and Elise, and her name is Mia. Maya, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I don't want to get that wrong. Um, and she passed away in her sleep. And so uh, Remy was, you know, wanting us to notice that and remember that. Um, our animals are important, yes? I know they made a cartoon that all dogs go to heaven, but I mean, hey, they're the animals are important in the word, and it's a big deal. And it was important enough to him to mention that. So we want to, I mean, I just want to take a minute real quick, and we just want to pray for Eric and Rebecca. I don't know. I lost my absolute best friend three years ago, Jake. Uh, many of y'all knew him. We had to end up putting him down because of cancer. They got so bad. And that, I could, I, the, that was one of the one moments in my life where I was speechless, the doctor that was doing it, he says, you can go ahead and pray now. We were, he went, he's a Christian guy, and I couldn't do it. I was just so messed up. I was having a moment there, and uh, so it's a big deal. So we want to pray for peace and comfort for them. And, uh, man, Remy, thank you for having such a heart, uh, you know, for, for people, for, for, you know, that kind of emotion. That's awesome. So, Father, we just thank you today, and um, we pray for Eric and Rebecca uh, and, uh, man, Maya was just important to them. And, uh, we just thank you for the time that they did have with her. We pray for peace and comfort. Uh, and Lord, we just thank you so much for Remy's heart, uh, for his hearing and knowing your heart for compassion. And Father, we thank you today and we pray for peace in Jesus name. And everybody said, amen. amen. All right, buddy. Thank you, man. Um, where are our kiddos? Everybody stand up. All our kiddos. All right. Yeah. Looking, looking strong. Miss Lydia, are you ready? And is it everybody with you today? All right. So, Father, bless all these kids. Yes? Can we all say that together? Bless all these kids in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, kiddos, have at it, Abel. Yeah. Oh, man. So if you're uh, in here with us today, uh, turn with me to the book of John. <laughs> John chapter 9. And uh, for those of y'all wondering if I've gone over to the dark side, I have not. This is not coffee. I will never drink coffee. I will never turn to the dark side. I am a Jedi like my father before me. 
It is good, good tea with honey. Um, <laughs> my dad doesn't drink coffee either. Praise God. Yeah. I alone will be the light in the universe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right. Let me get situated here. Um, everybody had a good week. Are y'all, are y'all okay? Yeah? Raquel and I are um, about to, we're, we're on the precipice of the next step. To boldly go where Nor Cornelius has gone before. <laughs> we are about to move into our apartment. No. Just kidding. Um, we'll be moving in uh, tomorrow. We've got a lot of last-minute stuff to get done and, and moved, and, and we'll be moving into our apartment on Tuesday and throughout the week doing some other stuff. And uh, I, really and truly, we are excited. Um, I really feel that um, there's two things that need to happen for Raquel and I. We, one, we have to move into our apartment, and number two, we have to find a lot in the neighborhood that we're going to build our home in. And um, I, had a, I had a revelation the other day, a while back actually, and we were talking about there's been a lot of resistance and, and, and issues with trying to get a lot over there and getting the ones we want and that kind of a thing. And um, um, I don't, you know what, now I don't remember if it was you that said or we were praying about the lots. We were like, man, Father, we want, we want, we, you know, we were having one of those kind of moments. And then one of us, I don't remember who it was, one of us said, uh, you know what, Lord, that neighborhood needs us. And I think it, both of us went, oh, that neighborhood needs her and I to be over there because of the kingdom revelation that we bring and that we walk in. And that's not arrogance. That's not arrogance. That's identity that we know we have as children of the Father and what we need to bring. And then the other day, Raquel even said, you know what, that apartment needs us at a complex. I mean, I got some ideas already of how I can meet my neighbors and, 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 uh, and do some stuff. And man, I'm excited about it. Uh, from that aspect. I am. I, I truly am. I know I joke a lot about the apartment life and all that. Um, I, think, uh, I think we grew up thinking that was a sin to live in an apartment. But when you come from farming and, and ranching, that's, you know, that's what you think, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, we're about to take that step. And, uh, and we are excited. And this week as I was studying and reading those thoughts kept running through my mind about the step that we're about to take. And uh, as we've been looking at light versus darkness and freedom and everything, um, I found some other scriptures that just kept jumping out at me in this same vein. And so I, I want to share some thoughts with you this morning of, of what I've been throwing around this week. And um, I titled this uh, Purpose and Purpose All Around. How many of y'all ever, ever use any, uh, I know like Kevin and Jim, those are woodworking guys, man. They build stuff all the time. And man, you know, sometimes there's, there's all kinds, there's certain specific wood glues, right? And then you have uh, other kind of glue or like at, at the shop. Uh, here's a great example. Um, in the company, you know, we do wood floors. Do you know that there's all kind of different tapes 
when you want to go to tape down something on top of a wood floor. Uh, please don't ever put masking tape on your wood floor. If you do, don't call me. <laughs> uh, you know the blue tape, painter's tape? You got frog tape. You got all these other kind of tapes, right? For the most part, you have tapes that are, if you look at them, they'll be called multi-purpose or all-purpose, right? You can use them for anything. But then there's items where you don't go and put on certain wood floors. <clears throat> the regular masking tape, it will pull some of the finish off. Um, it'll, it'll mess up some of the, um, the staining that's in there. Um, if you use the wrong kind of glue, um, it's funny. We go into some of these older homes, and we got to tear them out and all that stuff, and we start tearing out, and, and, and sometimes the, the tile will just wiggle, and it'll just come right off without even hitting it real hard, like, whoa. What is it? They used the wrong thin set. Or better yet, back in the days, like in the 80s, they were using mastic. Yeah, that's a very wrong thing to do. And uh, anyway, they were using something that has a purpose for a purpose that it was not intended for. Does that make sense? Um, you ever try to hit a football with a baseball bat? Or better, you had a basketball and you crack yourself in the head. Right? Man, you don't, you don't do that. Um, football has a purpose, right? It has a, a purpose. But even though it's still in the realm of sports, it doesn't go with a baseball bat. That doesn't fulfill its purpose. And now, if you've been in this church any length of time or anywhere around any of us, you know that we firmly believe that each of us has a calling and a destiny and a purpose. That we fully believe that, like the word says in Psalm 139 that, and even in Ephesians, that you were created before the foundations of the world. That, and I always have this picture in my head that, that God sat down before he ever said, let there be light. He just sat down at the table one day and he's writing out everybody's DNA code and their spiritual coding of their strength, their weakness, not their weakness per se, but their, where they're going to need, you know, I need Raquel in certain areas of my life, right? Oh man, I said that out loud <laughs> because it's true. Yes. Amen, brother. So dad sat there and I always picture it like at nighttime with a candle lit and I always picture him writing with a quill pen. I don't know why. And he's writing, when he got to those, you know, certain person's name, he's writing out all those amazing characteristics. His plan, right? His plan, your purpose. And, and then there's things that happen in life that as we're born into this world that, that kind of are not in God's plan. Is that true? If I went around the room and ever talked about everyone's, if we investigate just a little bit about everyone's background and their history, um, we would absolutely find some things that God did not intend for you to experience or to be part of or to even learn about. Because those things were not your purpose. Those things were the course of this world according to Ephesians chapter 2. 
Amen? That makes sense? And so we come to this revelation of, of that Christ died for us, that Father loves us, that Holy Spirit's working in and around us, and boom, we're, in, we're after the kingdom, and we're going for it. And a lot of us, I mean, a lot of y'all, like I say us, man, a lot of y'all are crazy enough to do and try anything, right? Um, I mean, John goes around looking for people that have one leg shorter than another because he's ready to watch that sucker grow out, you know? Chris Sanchez and James Thuman are our prophetic evangelists over here, man. They'll, they'll talk to a bird if it'll sit still long enough. You need to come to church. Like, that's James on a, he's like a broken record at this point. You got to come to church, man. Hey, you want to come to church? And there's these parts of our lives that, that are ingrained in us because they are our purpose, right? And this morning, what I want to expound on just a little bit in, in these verses is that, um, our purpose never ends. Our purpose never ends, but there's always purpose around us outside of our genetic DNA makeup. What do I mean by that? I'm not a wood guy. I'm not a carpenter guy at all. My brother laughs at me. Punk. <laughs> I'm not a carpenter guy, but can I build something that needs to be built or do something? Yeah, I can. I can fulfill a purpose, right? And the, the beautiful thing about you and I as sons and daughters is that even though we have a vein running through us that is our purpose and our DNA, there are other areas of life that you and I affect and infect just by being around. See, what I've come to believe at this point in my life is that it really doesn't matter where I go, I can fulfill a purpose anywhere that I am. I can actually answer the purpose and the call of any situation or circumstance that I am surrounded by. Anywhere you go, an apartment, I can fulfill the call of God in number 118 at Six Pines Millennial. Millennial Six Pines. I don't even know the name of the place, man. Does that fit who I am, the apartment life? No, it doesn't. Does it fit my likes and my desires? Absolutely not whatsoever. I want to be free to yell out my backyard. Right now, I can go shoot all day long. I can walk out in the backyard and unload my AR-15 or whatever else. I can do it. We can go four-wheeling, jump the hill that we got built there, right? We can get down in the pond and get stuck. Have to get the tractor to pull us out in a 30-foot chain. Been there, done that. I can ride the four-wheeler all the way to the back and run out of gas and have to push it all the way back. Oh, God, did that. Can't do that in apartment life. I don't even know how my truck's going to fit in this place. But I can still fulfill a purpose in the area that I am in. Why? Because of my Father, because of what's in me, because of what comes out of me. 
because I have a purpose and a calling. See, I, I have a purpose, but yet there's purpose all around me. And you and I have got to be at the point where we have to be ready for purpose around us. Like we have our own purpose and our intent. We have our, our call, right? I'm not a wood guy, right? I'm not a, a, um, a teacher of kids, but Marilyn does great with kids. But that doesn't mean that I can't handle kids, right? I go back there right now, and I can, I can tear that kid, children's church up, man. <laughs> I can get after it. We have purpose in us and purpose all around us. Does this make sense? Is this, this you with me? Cool. So I want to I hit on this passage that in John 9 that is really interesting to me. And I've read this thing thousands of times uh, but right here, let's look at John 9. And man, Father, as we, <clears throat> as we look at your word, we just ask you just to, just to speak to us and let your word just jump out and let some new understanding and, and greater depth minister to us today and take us to a deeper place with you concerning our purpose in Jesus' name. And everybody said, yeah. y'all bear with me. I'm going to get a drink real quick. Coffee's getting tight. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> so in John 1, or John 9, sorry, you know, Jesus just got through <clears throat> ripping up the Pharisees and the Sadducees one side and down the other. You know, truth will make you free, and you're of your father the devil, and all that good stuff. And they got so mad they are going to stone him. Uh, they were going to throw rocks at him. And he disappeared into the crowd. He made his way out. And, uh, and then it says that, that he passed by. Uh, as he was walking down the road, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, uh, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? So I, I mentioned this before, but I know we've had a lot of new folks come in. And, and I don't know if you know this or not, but... In this particular time and in this particular place in history, uh, disease was looked upon as a sin in your family, either by you or your parents. So God punished you, parents, if you were bad and you had sin in your life, he would punish you by giving you a blind kid or taking your kid or a deformed kid or it, maybe it wasn't the parent, maybe it was the kid. You know, the, the, para, the paralytic man who got let down, he was, oh man, I got my, my people mixed up. But I think he was paralyzed for like 30 years. They believed that he had a sin issue that caused him to be paralyzed. How many of you know right now that that is a lie from the pit of hell? God didn't say, hmm, Raquel and Chris, I did not like the way y'all treated these people here. So he doesn't do that. It is a lie straight from hell that God does that kind of stuff. So if there's any inkling around in your life when you talk with people that comes up with that, anybody thinks that, you cannot find that in the Scripture in the New Covenant, period. It's not there. Um, we also, we heard a great teaching the other day from Dove about uh, Ananias and Sapphira, about uh, uh, how, you know, for so long we've thought that 
how many of y'all thought that God struck them dead when they lied? Come on, tell the truth, yeah? We did, that's what we thought and we believed. Wrong, ex nay, whack. Cut all that theology out, it's wrong. And we'll, do, we'll get a study into that later, but, uh, or we can go eat lunch and I can tell you all about it. Um, God doesn't, he doesn't do that. But that was the hardcore belief at this time in life uh, in, in, with the Jewish people, okay? And so there's this thought, even in the disciples already, they're just carrying on with the course of the world that they grew up in, right? They're, they're just walking along the path that they've been taught and learned. And they ask, who sin, this man or his parents, and Jesus makes this incredible statement. He says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. So that phrase right there, um, that's, I'm sorry, I'm in the New King James. Man, I forgot. I wanted to um, read this out of the New American Standard as well. Are y'all good? Y'all with me? All right. I love the book of John. Kind of wakes you up. Uh, he says in, in New American Standard, it was neither this man's sin nor his parents, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him. So right there, when I originally read that years ago, I thought, oh, God did that to him so that he could heal him, Jesus could heal him. But that's not true either. And that's actually not what Jesus says here. He doesn't say that God did this to him. He says, it is so that the, that, that the works of God might be displayed in him. So that phrase, but it was so, it actually means purpose. It never says that God made him blind. And the, the, the purpose here that it's talking about is that this is what happened to this guy, but so that the works of God could be displayed in him, there's a purpose there. Or I should say it the other way around. The purpose is so that God could do a work and show a work in his life. Does that make sense? Are you with me? So let's read, let's read on real quick. In verse three again, he says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but, but so that the works of God should be revealed in him. He says, and I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day, uh, for the night is coming when no one can work. In verse five, as while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So here's this, this guy. I love it in the Passion. It says that the disciples, they asked the question, hey, Jesus, who sinned, this guy? <laughs> they use that word in the Passion. It's funny uh, to me. But um, so we have Jesus walking down, and we, we have this encounter that he has. And he right away turns this situation for its purpose. There's a situation here and there's a purpose for that situation. It doesn't mean that God created it, 
It just means that God can handle it. Does that make sense? So he goes on to, to talk about um, how he healed him and everything. And, um, you know, I, don't, I didn't want to go into that part of it today. But let's, let's look to, at Romans chapter 8. A very, very familiar passage. Uh, let me know when you get there to Romans 8. Um, you know that saying, uh, be prepared for the, hope for the best, but be prepared for the worst? Or is that right? Yeah. Like that's a, that's a pretty good statement, right? And, and I believe in that fully, like, um, like when I used to load up calves and haul them to the sale, um, or ha like when we were going to, uh, this guy come to buy our calves, our cows, uh, a month or so ago, I got everything ready. I, I got to thinking I have to prepare for, well, we may need to use the squeeze chute, uh, so I need to put a, a gate up over here. I need to put some panels this way. I need to enclose this just in case. I thought about all those things, right, so that I could be prepared for the worst possible thing, which would be one of the cows jumping over the fence, which they have done before. <laughs> um, not fun. But we get there and we load everything up, no problem, it's all great. I was prepared for the situation as far as I could see it, yes? But what about the situation that you're not aware of? The thing that you just walk upon, the thing that just happens out of the blue, you walk into the store, and there's a guy who's crippled there, and the Lord tells you, man, I'd love to heal that guy. Or better yet, there's some accident that happens. Raquel and I one time were coming home from uh, San Antonio um, with, with actually the, um, the founding pastor of the river. We were coming back uh, from an event over there, and, and we saw this massive wreck on uh, I-10. You remember that? And uh, man, it was late in, in, at night. It was, it was like midnight or somewhere around there. And if y'all know me, I'm like, I'm like Cinderella. Midnight is it for me. <laughs> I tend to start shutting down around 10, 10.30. And Raquel makes fun of me all the time, Chris. She's a punk sometimes with that. Anyway, um, man, I, was, I remember like just driving and driving and I'm trying to get home and, and all of a sudden I see this car just coming over the hill, the little rise right there and then bam, he hits this other car and just everything goes everywhere. Like, I'm not expecting that to happen, right? You don't want that to happen. But I ended up getting out and uh, it was an ugly, ugly thing that had happened. And, you know, I was able to tell the police officers what happened. I gave my name. Uh, I could have just kept driving. I could have kept, that. that may seem like a little simple thing, but I'm talking about something that comes up out of the blue that you stop and you handle. How about plumbing leaks? Anybody like plumbing leaks? Not quite. You know how many fittings and valves and how many bottles of glue that I found as we're cleaning out the barn and stuff? Good Lord, I was like, man, I'm never gonna have to worry about that again right now. That's one of the great things about apartment life. I don't gotta worry about pipes leaking, I don't got to worry about letting the water run because it's going to freeze. I don't got to worry about going outside and putting a light on our pump. We have a water well. Anybody else have to do that? Yeah? Put the light on it so it doesn't freeze. 
Keep the water running so it doesn't lock up in the middle of the night when it freezes. Man, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Praise God. Um, but the point is, is being ready for the unexpected so that you can fulfill a purpose that might not be your regular purpose. Does that make sense? Y'all with me so far? Yeah? So uh, here in Romans 8, very, very familiar passage. This is one of my absolute favorite passages. Um, and um, I'll tell you what, let's pick it up at verse 18. It's a, it's a little bit longer passage, uh, but we'll pick up at verse 18. Um, and you know what, I'm going to read out of the New American Standard. Sorry. Get back over there. Everybody there? Amen. All right. At 18, he says, For I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to reveal, be revealed in us. Well, there's a, a whole interesting thing right there. Did you know that glory is supposed to be revealed in you? Right. Yes. Yes and amen. It says, verse 19, for uh, the eagerly awaiting creation waits for the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself also will be set up from its, will be set free from its uh, slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Amen? It's good stuff. He says, For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. And not only that, in verse 23, but also we ourselves having the fruit, first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting um, for our adoption as sons and daughters, the redemption of our body. For in hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. For hope, I'm sorry, for who hopes for what he has already seen. Verse 25. But if we hope for what we uh, do not see through perseverance, we wait eagerly for it. And now, in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. This is very important. We, he's just given us all these passages about hope and about creation groaning for you as a son or a daughter for, for to make things happen and to see what glory would be revealed through you. And then he gets right here in verse 26 and he says, now in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. Amen? For we do not know what to pray for as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Um, if you ever want to know about tongues, that's part of it, okay? Side, side little, that was a freebie. Uh, verse 27, and he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God, amen? And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. God causes all things. 
to work together. See, it doesn't end there with he causes all things. I, I, I was stating this for a while this past year, and then um, I actually heard a message from Valentin that um, kind of cleared up a couple of points in my thinking, which I loved. But we've said for years that God was in control. And I've been saying this for the last year now that I don't look at it that way anymore like he's in control. Is he omniscient and he can do absolutely anything? He's sovereign? Yes and yes and yes, he can. But he doesn't control us. We're not robots, puppets. We're not marionettas or whatever. We are free-willed sons and daughters. And I know right now John is doing a whole deep dive on free will, so don't argue with me today, John. We'll talk later, okay? But, but he's really diving into some stuff about that. But, but the point is, is that God doesn't tell me to step here or there, and I better choose this. He, we're not a robot, okay? And <clears throat> so the point of this verse is not that he causes all things, but that he causes all things that happen with, in, about, and around you for good to fulfill his purpose. But you know what's interesting to me? Is I realize that his purpose is not fulfilled without me walking in my purpose. Man, think about that for a minute. His purpose gets fulfilled when you walk in yours. I mean, he said it, he did, talk about loving somebody so much. Man, I want my will to be done when they walk in theirs, in their purpose. Like, like he's hinging his purpose being fulfilled, the, what he wants done, he's hinging that on you accomplishing yours, that he strengthens you for that he builds you up for, that he turns around and tells the Spirit what to pray and intercede and to lead and to guide. Hey, Holy Spirit, man, lead Mary Jane this way, this way, this way. Oh, man, I hope that Ronnie sees this over here, this, 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 this. I mean, does this make sense? And so in, in, in the midst of, of that happening and you walking and moving in your purpose and your life and these other outside things happening, in the midst of all of that, something happens that, wasn't his will or his plan. You actually go to the DMV and you get one of the bad people helping you. Oh, man. Right? You know what I'm talking about, right? And then you start to feel this thing inside of you and you know that's not God, but for a minute there you're thinking, oh, I just hit him one time and it'll be Okay. It'd be okay, just one time. Or you, you start thinking BC, right? Before Christ. You start putting the chola bands on and pulling your hair back. <laughs> I mean, like those things in those moments, it will work out for your good if you just follow the heart of the Father, amen? One of the apartment complexes that we went to to go look at um, and uh, we kind of walked in. We didn't have an appointment or anything. We walk in, and man, this person who was helping us, uh, they were having a bad day or something. Raquel made the comment. She said, I think that it's their spirit clashing with ours because, man, they wasn't having it. So they're, they're oh, you want to see an apartment? 
That's about what it felt like. Oh, come on, I'll go show you the part. Yeah, everything was yes, no, three, 21. I mean, it was just right, cut and dry, ugly. Now, part of me wanted to go, you know, look here, little girl. <laughs> but we're walking through one of the hallways or something, and um, I don't remember, I asked her, she said something about school. I think she made the, we were asking about if we were to be here, how would we move in our stuff? She, oh, you can just park down there. That's where my dad parked for me to unload my stuff. I moved in here after school. I said, oh. And I just heard that for some reason, that little phrase was highlighted to me. Now, mind you, she's still snarling, right? But that little phrase stuck out to me, and I said, well, what is, what is that phrase sticking up for? So I said, oh, let me see. So I said, hey, where'd you go to school at? And just asking that question started a conversation back and forth, and her whole demeanor and everything just changed. Everything just changed, right? And it was nice. It's like, oh, maybe we'll be neighbors because she lives there too. Maybe I won't have to punch her in the face. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, my purpose was to be there to look for an apartment. That was my purpose. But his purpose was for me to be there to change a moment in her life by me asking a question that the father would be interested in so he could reveal to her. See, I have a purpose, but there's purpose all around me. Does that make sense? Man, it's, it's, it's so fascinating to me that the, him being, his purpose is being fulfilled is accomplished by me walking in mine and then walking in the extra, in the overflow, right? That, that, that moment with this young lady, that was an extra thing. That wasn't my purpose of going there, my intent. That was an extra thing. That's like, that's like, you know, M&M's on the side, man. That's good stuff. And if I'm not aware, if I'm not walking and looking, if I'm too busy looking at the, what sin did they commit in my religious way, if I'm too busy looking at my religiosity or looking at things without a kingdom view, then I'm gonna miss the purpose around me. I cannot just be focused on my purpose. I, I have to be focused on the whole purpose around me. You know, that's what I love about being here. You know, Raquel, she's, she's the prophet of the house. She doesn't like that, but that's too bad. She, she, that's, that's, her, that's her position here. That's, that's who she is. That's her gifting. She walks in that office, right? And we pastor together. But even though that's her office, I walk in the apostolic office and several others as well as she does, just like many of you, but we're not so hinged on this, oh no, hey, this is who I am. Why? Because you know what? If Lydia needed help in the kids, I'd run back there and do that in a heartbeat. Really. It would be bad for me to help with the hanging decorations. <laughs> Say it again. Man, I can get them down for you. I can put the boxes where you want them, but you want me to start hanging stuff? Y'all will all be mad at me. <laughs> but my point is I, I can't 
Can I help? Absolutely. Unfortunately, I can't come up here tomorrow and do that. But if I was able to, could I get up here and physically help even though I'm the pastor of the church? I better. I can't be so high-minded on just my, well, I'm the pastor, that I can't do that or whatever else, right? I go check the bathrooms usually. I don't forget. I check them every time. Usually we're almost usually the last people here. I go in there and check. Raquel and I had to clean bathrooms before for a long time. We did all that stuff. But if I was to be in a position now where I'm, oh, that's not my purpose, uh, X nay, wrong A, stupid A. Oh, I had to be careful with that one. <laughs> Raquel keeps reminding me that we are recording now. I forget, man. Yeah. I've said some stuff that I already have to talk about and apologize for. If you didn't see it and you don't know it, it ain't about you, so it's all good. Don't say anything. <laughs> so, sorry, back to point, sorry. The point is, is we can't be just focused on our purpose because there is purpose all around you. So the purpose all around you, get this. This is what I love, this thought. The purpose all around me is resting in his goodness, because everything around me that I have to go through or be a part of, or if somehow, some reason, I make it part of my purpose, it's going to work out for my good. His purpose gets fulfilled by me walking in mine. And my purpose at the end of the day is to be a son or a daughter. Amen? Does this make sense? Are y'all with me this morning? Yeah? Cool. Let's, let's read on and we'll wrap this up, actually. Um, let's see. Verse 28 again. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Verse 30 and these whom he predestined, he also called. And these whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. That is so, so powerful, church. Do you, you know that in that church culture thinking that we had for so long, um, like we would, I'm trying to think of a good example like, if you did something really amazing and somebody said, oh, man, that was so awesome, man. When you did this, that was so cool. Zoe, that was such a great painting. Oh, no, it was all the Lord, the Holy Spirit. Shondai, he took my hand and he, he moved everything, right? We would, that's church culture. I think they call that a false humility. Yeah, right? When I picture, when we used to do that, I used to do that all the time. Oh, no, praise God. All glory be to my Father. Blessed thou heavenly Father, Father, to Jesus. I'm, I'm making fun here, but Raquel says stop doing that. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. The, the point is, is that we used to think this way, but all that time, I picture it now, like if, when we do that or when we used to do that, I pictured dads up there going, oh, Chris, son, I, I did that through you. 
like it's you. Let my glory be revealed through you. Let my John 17 glory rest upon you. Let my purpose be revealed through you. Let my glory be moved through you, right? This is what we have to look for, church. It's not so we can be arrogant. I love what, I think it was Matt that said this a while back. You think you can really steal the glory from God? <laughs> Do you really think you can take his glory? Absolutely not. But it's how it works through us, amen? Man, it's, it's just so good stuff. He, he has predestined, he's called, he's, those he's called, he's justified. Um, and these whom he justified, he also glorified. Um, so what shall we say then to these things in verse 31? If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? And who will bring charges against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? It is Christ uh, who died but rather was raised uh, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us, who will separate us from the love of Christ. Will tribulation, trouble, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword? Just, it is as, just as it is written, for your sake, we are killed all the day long. We were regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. Verse 37, but in all these things, we are overwhelmingly conquered Excuse me, let me try that again. But in all things, in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. Amen? Verse 38, for I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? He lists all these. I think it's so fascinating that he talks about how his purpose will be fulfilled in us because all things work together for good around us. And then he goes in and describe all these things that can happen outside of us. Where'd it go? I lost it. Tribulation, trouble, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword, on and on and on. All these things, those are items that come for your purpose. Those are items that come after your destiny. And he says, uh-uh-uh, not today. Does that make sense? Because all things work together for good. When, when those things come at us or fall upon us, or we step off into something, we must remember that none of those things separate us from his love or his purpose. And his purpose is revealed through you walking in yours. Does that make sense? Would you stand with me this morning? So at the end of the day, all this talking, all this reading, really what it means is to put your purpose radar on. 
as you're walking and moving, you and I, I believe, should be worse purpose. Or what purpose can I fulfill right here? Because he just said all those things that might come against us, all of those things, they come to try to take your purpose. But it can't. It can't do it. So when you're out here today, tomorrow, throughout this week, man, the holidays are coming up. Oh my goodness, y'all know what that's like. Holidays. And now they're, they're, they're saying, whatever, that there's a spike in COVID. So you know they're going to make another run on the toilet paper. <laughs> you seen the people fighting over toilet paper? I mean, come on. You're going to walk in the middle of something like that. That's why I don't go Black Friday shopping. That is definitely not in my purpose. But somewhere in there, there's going to be something that happens that you are able to affect. And by affecting it, you get to infect it with the kingdom. See, you, you get the joy and the privilege, and I, we, we all get this, that we get to bump into something that's not in our way, in our, in our normal purpose. We get to bump into stuff that happens, and we get to say, oh, let me affect that. Let me put it back where it needs to go, where it should be. Let me line it up. Let me help. And then by doing that, you're affecting it, but then you get to stick a needle in it and infect it with the kingdom. See, this little girl at the apartment, see, her attitude wanted to affect me. Her attitude wanted to set me off of my purpose, which was, one, to get an apartment. But my all-consuming purpose is to share the kingdom. And that little attitude was making the hair on my neck stand up right. Yeah, wanted to pray some tongues over her, man. But I snapped, oh, and I affect it. And then the whole rest of the day when we were with, uh, with her, the whole rest of the time we were with her, it was nothing but put in kingdom. Put the kingdom. Release the kingdom. Infect her. Get her sick with the kingdom. They're talking about COVID. We want to infect with the kingdom, man. Right? And so watch for your purpose so you can affect and then infect. Amen? Y'all with me? Yeah? Man, Father, I just thank you so much. You're so good, Father. I pray today for every person in this place and every person watching or now listening that, that they would take a step towards you in the, in the manner of understanding their own purpose and what you want to do through them, Father. And my prayer uh, is specifically that there would be an understanding that would be unlocked in us so that we can be aware of our purpose, we can see our purpose, but that we're not blindsided by the things of the world that hit at us. The, what Ephesians 2 talks about, the course of this life, that when those things come, that we're able to still walk in purpose so that you might be revealed and that your kingdom would be released Father, I just thank you for everyone here, God. And I, I just ask you in the name of your son to just, man, just usher out a double anointing, a double blessing over every person in this place, Father. 
I thank you, God, for what you're doing and the opportunity that we all have to move in your love and in your passion for people and for the world around us, God. Help us as we bring reformation, as we bring kingdom, as we bring your will and your, your, your heart and extend it out to the world around us, Father. We love you so much. Be lifted high in our life this week, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. He's good. Amen? amen. Cool. Well, don't forget the sign-up sheets. We also, we didn't talk about tithes and offerings. That is important so we can keep the lights on. So um, if you need any help uh, giving, you can see Sarah um, right back there waving her hand. Um, and then don't forget the sign-up sheets for all the different stuff going on. And um, check out the podcast and the YouTube. Um, and it's actually on the website as well. We love you all. If you need prayer for anything specific, then please just make your way up here. And uh, we want to spend some time with you this morning if you need prayer. We love you all. God bless you. Be safe.